Dude, yeah. I mean, Dalton's legitimately like pushing the brink of human capability. Like that, you can't get a lot more jacked than he is. Yeah, no, I don't know him like very well, but when I I saw him, I was like, oh god. Yeah. Did you uh, do you did you work with him at all? Like even just roll with him? No, he only came in one. He only came in. Like I said, we were about a week out. Um, and that was it. But yeah, yeah. it's cool that he stopped in to work though. Somebody yeah, I think like he's, just, he's from Pittsburgh. Yeah. I assume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he uh he came in stout and worked with us a little nice. bit. I like how stout gets everybody. Like Matt Factory comes down. Like I just see a bunch of different gyms training at stout. Yeah, the cross training is awesome. That was like one thing that I really liked about the Pittsburgh area when I moved here. Is like, it's like in Columbus. Like it really only stayed with the immortal guys. Uh, but when I moved to Pittsburgh, it was like every Saturday, the gyms kind of all meet in one, yeah, one area and train. I was like, what? And it's such a nice gym. Like that location's perfect for it. Oh, the facilities are insane. Yeah. I mean, everything it's, it's a division one facility for fighting. Nice. It's, that's what it is. I like putting it that way. That's cool. Is Zealy? I've never been to the Zealy location. Is it just as nice as the strip? It's not different. As, it's not as big, but it's okay. it's just as nice. It's more like the old like garage setup. Um, they have like they have a bigger sauna, which is which is really nice. Just for like even after practice, just to, like sit in the sauna for recovery. It's just it's super nice. And there's a bunch of mats. Uh, I I went to I go to Zeely Tuesdays, but mostly I'm in the strip. Gotcha. But you live in Cranberry Township, right? Yeah. So Zeely's like. I was going to say, that's a longer drive just to go work. to the other one, right? Yeah, but I mean, uh, like, I really like working with Will. Mm. He's always in the strip, uh, especially for my striking. Will's in the strip. Um, the coaches kind of like branch out to all, I'm like, I mean, they have about to have four gyms now. So, like, they branch out to all different places. And you know. Nice. I loved in your last fight at Brawl the Bird 14, like, Will was so just smiley the entire time. Like, every time Will worked with you and, like, came in between rounds, he was just smiling. Like, he looked like he was having the time of his life as well. Dude, Will smiles 95% of the time <laughs> he's alive. Dude, that that dude just got got the life. Him and him and Mike, I was I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, dude, their life's sick. Yeah. They just go in, train, <laughs> like, goals, eat a little bit, and, like go in coach their fight their boys basically Mm -hmm. like it's it's pretty it's pretty nice but yeah will's always got that smile on his face i didn't listen to the game plan 100 percent, (laughs) but i listened to a decent amount so i think i i I satisfied it a little bit yeah i mean he hit it well he acted like to watch his body language and stuff you would think that you were following his plan to a t so (laughs) yeah i mean to a certain extent i was i was supposed to throw more kicks but uh, more kicks nice there you go look at there maybe you, I don't know if you listened to our post-fight thing where we Ryan and Jim were saying about the body shots look like yeah, they were there. Yeah, when he said that, I was like, yeah, I wanted to, but it's it's harder when you, you have a shorter opponent, right? It's like, I think I probably could have gone to the body more when he was on the cage. Maybe Doug did like that Aaron Pico liver shot off to the, the left side. But, uh, I mean, I was landing really effectively when he was on the cage. I think maybe a couple jabs of the body would have worked well because he was shelling up very boxing. It was a boxing and wrestling fight. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, those were definitely there. And that's something I'll definitely keep in mind going forward. Yeah. I think we talk about it a lot with you, man. But for like two fights of amateur experience, your comfort level level in the cage is crazy. The yeah. way you just absorb, like 
Theo came out a million miles an hour yeah. from the get-go, tried uh-huh. to get you out of there ASAP, but you just like kind of rolled with it. It didn't look like it phased you much at all. Dude, I'm happy you came out that hot because like I like I the whole day I just wasn't feeling like a hundred percent. Like seventy percent. And then like he put me in the fight or flight mode right away and I was like, Oh, okay, we're fighting. <laughs> uh but I watch I watched that like it's it's twenty seconds of him just sprinting at me. Mm-hmm. He threw like twenty five punches and landed like three. <laughs> I threw three and landed two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, Well, we're good. Accuracy. It matters. Yeah. That's why I call you the sniper, right? Yeah, yeah. You just gotta you pick and choose. Drum. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> sometimes, so if you ever want to emphasize a point, we got some sounds loaded up there. Click, just... Some sometimes you gotta, yeah. Sometimes you gotta cue him. We got like applause. We got a little like when you make a joke. Yeah, there we go. So we got a little soundboard. I think we should like. So you can record custom sounds on that too. Like you can just talk into the mic and then it'll loop that. I think we should like each fighter that comes in should record their own sound. And then we can have like Yeah, I don't mind that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I gotta flesh this idea out more. Yeah. But maybe. there's something there. You know how radio stations always do like, hey, this is Lucas Siebert and you're listening to the ninety three seven the fan or whatever. Oh like, yeah. We could have the them intro. all record something like that, then in the intro, you guys are all there. We should do that. Mark that down, Danny Paul. I have good ideas once in a while. But for you, man, moving forward, I think the Theo fight, perfect example from your debut to that one, perfect step up in competition, right? Yeah, no, he was he was super game. And, like, I knew going in uh, that he was tough. Like, his record was super deceiving, one, because he was actually two and two. Okay? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened in the one that was, like, unsanctioned or whatever. But, I mean, he's 50-50 guy. And then, like, uh, he's from New York, Brooklyn, New York. Like, I was like, oh, it's going to be, be tough. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be scrap. And uh, he was a wrestler, too. So I think that was like, all right, well, I can sprawl and brawl a little bit. So, you know, I think it was a perfect step up. I want, like, a, a little bit of a step up here for my next one, too. Yeah. So, like, just progressively step up and step up, at, at least in the Ammies, and then mm-hmm. get a little bit more picky and choosy when you go pro. But I think, uh, you know, the level is is important to take a step up every time. Yeah, for sure, man. I think we need to make like a, not a necessarily a plea, but put it out there on the podcast. Like you're trying to get matched right now, dude. It's tough, tough to find you fights. And we knew we were going to have this. I don't want to say we got lucky on the first two, but like we did match you quickly the first two times. This time's a little more of a struggle for you, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the first, the, the first dude, I was like, okay, like, all right, well, I'm I'm down. I think I think you know him being across the border, not having a lot of social media, was a big thing for mm-hmm. getting that fight. And then Theo, I think if you were like, hey, we want, we have Peter Yan, he would have been like, oh yeah, I'm down. Yeah, so, right, right. Like, all credit to that dude. He's he, he's a killer. And whoever takes the fight for the third one, <laughs> be super appreciative. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think with the novice Amy, it's hard, especially in PA. So it's like. You're almost like the pool's not as big. Right. But I mean, I'm sure we'll get one. Yeah, you said something really interesting on Instagram that I actually screenshotted and sent to Ryan and Jim. Um, you mentioned how you're playing chess, not checkers. Somebody's like, You need to get out of Pennsylvania so you can ground and pound and you're like, Yeah, I would probably be better with ground and pound, but without it, it forces me to work on what I need to work on. That's like amateurs don't think like that. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh 
especially with like Coleman as my coach, right? Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> yeah, right, the Godfather of ground and yeah, pound. Yeah, it's like you got the Godfather of ground and pound as your head coach, and he's like, yeah, just like even my first my debut, he's like, just take him down and, and beat him up, right? right. Do it in practice all the time. And I was like, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, you don't know the rule set. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I. Uh, I, I think that like the the rule set for these novice Amy fights in PA are they're not advantageous for me at all. Yeah, definitely not. Like, I mean, that's objectively yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it challenges me to like I had to get I have to get better at striking, which is obviously as a wrestler my like weak area. And then like you know once once we start to branch out, I think three fights is the perfect amount to like all right focus on your striking. Mm-hmm. You're obviously you're fighting guys that are have less than three fights or right. a winning record or whatever it is, but like that's the perfect opportunity to you know not like you know just get a double leg smash 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 and then get out of there in the first round. Which I I mean in reality like I know a lot of dudes that have been in the game probably could have just fought in ohio for my sure first four fights and gone pro and done the the thing but like it, i i want to be ready when i go yeah i mean i think it shows in your fights man like we said your stand-up I, I don't think like if i didn't know you i didn't know anything about your background and i was just watching your debut i probably would have thought you were a striker like you look super smooth nothing about it looked like somebody trying to learn i mean you've seen amateur fighters who yeah. like clearly have never struck before like you look very smooth Throwing kicks, throwing punches, throwing a variety of stuff, freaking spinning back kick to the body. Like, that yeah. seems to be your thing. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know, man. It's just impressive to see how fast you picked up on striking. Is this, like, just from your time in Immortal? Like, when did striking start to click for you? Um, I wouldn't say. I, I would say, like, so another big thing is, like, I've only done this for maybe combined like if you combine all the time less than a year mm-hmm. striking at least that's so crazy. um because i would train like i would i would train i started training like this summer of covid so 2020 for like three months with striking and another summer for three months and right. then i graduated and started training from uh may to now so like less than a year total wow yeah yeah like the six months and yeah we're about about a year now with striking and then um with immortal it was almost like like obviously it, like learning the basics right mm-hmm. and i didn't get to really like th- deep dive into stuff uh when i got to stout it was almost like all right will watch me for a little bit and he's like just pointing out these things and i was like okay okay so almost built from the ground up when i got back to mm. stout like in july which I think my like if if you watch it from my fight in July to my fight in October, like I think my striking looks night and day different. But that's I mean I'm obviously an insider, but I think my first fight I was just super chaotic, mm-hmm. just kind of had, had like a little bit of ignorance is bliss. Something just, to that, yeah, man. I agree. John Jones fly, th- coming out of the gates against Shogun with a flying knee, like he didn't know better, like he was just doing. You know, I think being a little arrogant, like you said, ignorance is bliss. Like, there's something to that for sure. Yeah, I think there's, I think that and a lot of stuff. And like, I, I obviously, I have that sports psychology background. I work with wrestling mindset, and like, I talk to all these kids, and they're so in their head. And I'm like, well, how do the ki- how do like the high level guys perform? And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, they don't think about it. It's kind of just second nature. Right. And to a certain point, like the ignorance is bliss kind of takes over, and it's just like, all right, well, 
I'm just going to go out and do my thing. How do you trust yourself to do that, though? Like, I just heard Demetrius Johnson talking about that as well. He said that his coach, Matt Hume, would always tell him that stop thinking. Like, DJ's biggest problem was that he would overthink things instead of just, like, your body knows what to do, knows how to do these moves. Just let it happen. Yeah, I think... So, my first fight, like, I I was thinking a lot. Mm -hmm. This fight, this second fight, like I said, I didn't feel great all day. I didn't feel woken up until he hit me in like the first, I mean, two seconds, (laughs) but like, then it just kind of took over. Like I got the, I got a takedown, uh, landed some ground and pound. He got up and then I was like, all right, well, and then I just started landing and I was like, oh, this is, we're here now. Right. Like you do train it every day, twice a day. So it's going to take over eventually. You're just going to kind of take over i guess for sure we got to talk about the the role ryan called it a monkey roll and commentators called so it a granby roll yeah i so another thing about fighting is like you don't remember a single thing that happened until you rewatch it because somebody i think i like minutes after my fight like i went to the crowd and like saw my my family and my girl and stuff and there was somebody told me about the granby and i was like literally don't remember that didn't know you did it like i knew i did it but like i forgot yeah and then i was like oh yeah in my head that was like that was the closest round i thought i won it i actually asked mike after the round but i like in my head i heard the clap and then i was like if i end this round on top i'm probably gonna win it and like i just kind of nonchalantly walked to the center and just (laughs) rolled and uh, it was super smooth bro (laughs) like it looked so good yeah, like yeah. the the Bo Nickel quote. I've been hitting that since since I was eight years <laughs> yeah. old. That one broke my heart when he when he pinned the Ohio State guy in the finals. But like, yeah, broke your heart. Nice. Yeah. Are oh, you an Ohio State guy? You know, I'm from Columbus. Well, I know that. I know that. But Huge I mean, Ohio State went fan. to WVU. I thought Huge maybe. I mean, both. Still in your blood. Okay. Both. Oh yeah, I'm the biggest Ohio State fan. As far as like football and stuff, I've, I mean, I my room growing up was. Scarlet and gray, like oh. I, love, I love the Buckeyes. Nice, I love the Buckeyes. Uh, I don't think like there's not a huge I don't think Ohio State rivalry here in Pittsburgh. Like obviously Penn State, nah. yeah, yeah. Obviously Ohio State, Penn, Penn State, State yeah. definitely is like a, a a big rivalry. Yeah, I mean that's intense, right? Yeah, but no, I don't see any reason. I mean, we never play. We never play like West Ohio State. Never plays West Virginia. Ohio mm-hmm. State never plays Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, thank thank uh, God for both WVU and Pitt that they yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah, dude, Ohio State. Well, Ohio State should have played West Virginia in the national championship mm-hmm. game in two thousand seven. Were you in school in that? Yeah, I was thirteen nine. It was actually a year before I was just. I was already like going to WVU, but I was a senior in high school. That should have been. Yeah. That should have been the Buckeyes versus West Virginia, and then Ohio State would have won the national championship. Yeah, it is what it is. I remember that. That I had a basketball tournament my senior year. I got MVP of the basketball tournament, and then my band was playing that same night. So it was like my best day ever. Like I just won MVP. My band's playing like we're all partying, and, and then WVU ball. lost. I was like, why would you ruin my Loses best? The pit. Day? Yeah, dude. It was, Against that was McAfee's fault, wasn't it? I mean, he debatably. Yeah, he missed a kick, but I love McAfee. So yeah, they lost by four ultimately. So it's hard to totally blame uh, him well, but yeah, yeah i mean I need all the details 13 9 i mean 13 9 is a huge thing here really? that, that was, was the score, the score of the game yeah so and that was when they had who was the quarterback pat white yeah uh it may have been gino was it no, pat white? no it was pat gino white, was it was pat like white for sure yeah yeah you're yeah. right you're right definitely definitely pat 
Those were good teams, though. They yeah. were exciting teams. So, did you follow WVU even then? Like, even okay, I was. A, you just I, learned I'm about a huge it once you were college there. football fan because I grew up an Ohio State fan. Like, right? Uh, college football is like I don't really care about the NFL. A lot of people in Pittsburgh are big, obviously NFL fans. It's but, a little crazy here. Yeah, yeah. I like the way Pittsburgh is about the Steelers and the Penguins. That's the way Columbus is about Ohio State. Like, right? They're just. That's, the town yeah. shuts down. Every, the, the gas station's the only thing that are open during Ohio State mm-hmm. games. Um, so, like, I grew up a huge Ohio State fan. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I always paid attention to college football. Nice. Sure. What took you to WVU? Um, so, I mean, I wasn't, like, a highly touted recruit by any means. I was a – I mean, I was, I was ranked – in the state like pretty high a couple times and i would like have like a mental breakdown and lose Mm -hmm. um that happened my sophomore and junior year and then my senior year i finally qualified uh i was super injured but i like gutted through it qualified uh i there was a gardner webb coach um cody walters who gardner webb's a very small division one school in charlotte north carolina my family lives there went out i kind of beat up uh, one of their like biggest recruits at a recruiting thing, Cody ends up leaving Gardner Webb and goes mm. going to WVU. Okay, uh, WVU is in the middle of a coaching change, and I was actually WVU. I was Flynn's first visit at WVU. Nice. Um, like he didn't know the passwords to like half of the or the codes to get into like the football stadium, or like he's walking us around and he's like texting people. He's like, I don't know the. That's hilarious. Yeah, like he did not know anything. Totally I was the only on one the that fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm. This is like really there. Gardner Webb were like the only Division One schools that like even were open to taking me as a walk on, and uh, like I was like, oh, this is cool still. And all the, oh, the the high high level recruits are probably like, this is so unprofessional. Yeah, yeah. You but, were just stoked to be there. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, it was Flint's like literal. Like, I think he was there for five days. That's nuts. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, I, I ended up going to WVU, walked on. It was a, a rough four years, but you know we made it through it. You you were injured as well throughout college, right? Like that was kind of always a theme. Yeah. Your senior year, especially. Yeah. So my freshman year, I was awful. Um, like I said, like I had no no credentials at all. Uh, my freshman year, I get there, get maybe a takedown through you know, August through December. Maybe maybe got one, maybe two. <laughs> It was like one kid that I would actually go go back and forth with, um, and then uh, like I ended up starting a match against Pitt because a bunch of people made weight. I'm wrestling Mickey Phillippe, who's ranked, I think he was like fifth in the country. Next day he beats Dayton Fix, who's number one. So I wrestle him, he beats the crap out of me, but like I think I might, I think I got like a takedown or something. And the coaches were like, "What? Whoa." Yeah, like that was, happened. Yeah, they yeah. Were like this kid sucks. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so my sophomore year, uh, there. I mean, I'm projected to be probably like fourth string, and then I just watched like we had one kid Olympic red shirt, uh, one kid like miss weight, and then one kid like not be able to make it, and just like life happened, mm-hmm. right? It's Division One wrestling program, it's so cutthroat, and I end up being the star. Like <laughs> I end up wrestling off somebody that I could be. I ended up being a starter. And, like, I mean, I didn't have a great record, but I ended up kind of doing that. And then uh, I, get, I get to Big 12s, and I end up placing at Big 12s. 
and uh, kind of qualified for 24 hours. And then that's a wild story, by yeah, the way. You got to come back to that. Yeah. yeah. And then so my junior year, uh, it's COVID year, and there's just, just a lot of hey, you. You want a story on how cutthroat uh, college wrestling is? One of my best friends, Joey Thomas, uh, Joe Fro, uh, is it, he's like the all-time winning Maryland high school wrestler. Um, he's he we're literal like best like almost best friends at the time. I I used to pick him up, take him to practice. I have to wrestle him off for the starting spot. Um, I have to pick him up, take him to practice. We go into triple overtime. I beat him. Coaches are like, ah, we want to do a best two out of three. So I drive him back, pick him up. Oh my god! We go into triple overtime. He beats me. Oh dear. I drive god. him back, pick him up. <laughs> Uh, at seven o'clock, nobody's there. We go, we go into triple overtime again. He beats me, and I'm just, I mean, heartbroken. Yeah, tears because I was like, all right, I get to redeem myself from last year. Worked so hard. I'm trying. He's like, bro, I can like walk back, and I'm like, no, bro. And I'm just crying, yeah. driving him yeah. back to his apartment after we just. Oh my god! Yeah, like that's how cutthroat college wrestling is. Like, imagine your best friend, and then imagine like, all right, well, you're in front of my goals yikes that's how yikes. college wrestling is that's crazy man you always hear like guys at the ufc level even like i would never fight a teammate unless it's for the title unless it's for the title they well, always do so now, so that's kind of your position like you guys had to yeah now i'm i'm 100 like that i wouldn't i wouldn't fight a teammate I, and fighting's even even worse right because you're well, gonna, fist you're gonna hurt him yeah but like yeah the that's so cutthroat like me it's me insane. and joe i love telling that story because people are like oh my god like i'm like imagine your best friend that you hang out with every day and being like you're i have to i have to break your dreams was it pretty smooth after like was it awkward for you guys a couple days yeah, it was, later no straight nice. it's fine that's yeah. crazy i mean i guess wrestling your whole lives you guys understand the game like that's yeah it's how it, it's how goes, it goes man but so, yeah it's, that's my junior year uh he ends up losing to like a really really good kid that comes in the later part of the year and then my senior year i, I was supposed to start 33 it was like a rough cut to get down and then uh i oh wait no i i tore my lcl and mcl so i'm wearing this big huge brace and i was like i'm sitting out a tournament flint flint calls me up my coach and is like hey uh our 41 has some kind of skin disease do you think you can wrestle and the athletic trainer was like no (laughs) you shouldn't do that and i was like ah but i can i definitely can and at the time i was supposed to wrestle like the number five kid and i ended up wrestling his backup but i was like sure and i was like eight pounds over 141 which my, was like my, i was like 150 when he called me because i was supposed to wrestle sure I, I have a bad knee and i like go cut weight make weight go wrestle and i uh i get turf toe tear my toe uh at the like on, on the last shot so uh, rehab that come back um I finally get to start a match in February. Ten seconds in, we get in a scram. It's against like number twelve kid in the country. I'm like, all right, this is my shot. I mm-hmm. Beat this kid. This is gonna be perfect. Go out, get getting a wrestling match or getting like a, a scramble, solid wrestling scramble. Kid takes my back. I go to hit the exact same Granby I hit in the uh, uh, that fight, and I kind of like lull him to sleep and then go to roll. My leg gets caught, tear my hamstring. Oh. Yeah, dude, I was that that was my senior year of wrestling. How bad is a hamstring injury? That just seems I didn't crazy. So I didn't tear it off the bone. Okay, um, that's what you always hear, and it's like, oh yeah, no, I didn't, but I still can't like jog 
Really? Uh, 100%. Yeah, it still like bothers me a little bit. Probably didn't rehab it right, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it hurt. It hurt bad. And I just, as soon as it happened, I was like, I just got to not give up yeah bonus points in this match like it wasn't like it at that point it's like i'm probably not gonna win that's nuts man i always heard that turf toe lingers really badly too you see football players that like literally can't come back that was the worst injury i've ever had in my life really yeah that i rehabbed very 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 diligently they told me that if i got they it was so bad that they told me I i could get surgery um i completely tore it um it felt like a like a grenade just went off in my in my foot like the the little ball of your your big toe and uh there's there's a ligament that runs underneath it and it completely tore and uh like yeah you can get surgery you're not gonna wrestle if you do or you can try to rehab it maybe come back and i was like "Mm, well i'm definitely gonna rehab it and maybe come back that was (laughs) how do you give me that option dumb Uh, question yeah but dude i was super diligent about that luckily we got a uh we got like this underwater treadmill at wvu at that exact same like month so that helped me a lot that's huge yeah my trainer we were just super adamant about working it together but Mm -hmm. yeah how do you rehab a toe i gotta dude i have some funny so i was put i like i was i have a bunch of tiktoks about it actually (laughs) when i was in college and uh one of them it's like me picking up marbles with my toes (laughs) and putting them in a bucket it's so funny. That's wild. Yeah, I think TikTok uh, took it down because I had a graphic picture of my foot, and that's how uh, they were. I got but you. um, yeah, it's like me picking up marbles, putting them in some weird stuff. You got like monkey feet now. Can you use your feet like hands now that I you've mean, done if, all this? If I didn't have anything and that you dropped a marble, I could definitely. You got this. Yeah, yeah I got <laughs> it. And a, a thing for me that's like super weird is like if I have one side of my body hurt, I have to do it on the other side. So uh, I'd be there. I'd be there longer. My trainer would be like, "Why are you what doing are you, that are you on your right? This? Your right foot? It doesn't make sense." Dude, maybe it's gonna help you at some point. Like, yeah, like in a wanna... grappling transition, you can like use your sick. foot like a hand. That'd for... be sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got to back up to Big 12s because this is a wild story for you. Can yeah. you break that scenario down for the... So um, I was thinking about this, and I was like, this is probably going to come up. Um, so going into the Big 12 tournament my sophomore year, I was like, I mean, my record's awful. You can go look at my wrestle stat. It's bad. Um, it was like, I, w- I mean, we have a Big 12 schedule. I was like 5-15, and 15, like very bad record. Um, maybe six and 15 or seven, but, um, so I go into the tournament, I'm 12th in the big 12 rank 12th in the big 12. There's like a couple guys that I was like, yeah, well, I lost by a couple points. I, uh, first round draw number one seat, obviously, cause I was 12th or draw the number two seat actually, cause it was randomized, uh, but I'm 12th. But before the tournament even starts, Flynn gets us all in the hotel room and is like, all right, are they going to wrestle true place matches for these, these weight classes? And he goes, they're not doing it for 133. So if you play top eight, you qualify. And I was like, okay. My bracket worked. I only had to win one match. Mm. So I lost to the second guy. My second match, I wrestled a dude who beat me like 12 to zero earlier in the season. But I got so much better from my the beginning of my sophomore year to the end of my sophomore year. I, I beat him. Like I ended up beating him in overtime. Nice. But like... I, I was winning the whole match, and he kind of broke, and I was like, all right, I got him on the ropes. Took him down, won in overtime. I qualified for the NCAA tournament that that night. Uh, I end up, I have another match, lose that one. It was kind of close against a really good kid. And then the next day, I wrestled an Oklahoma State guy for eighth place. 
he beats me. I lose that one. I do better than I did last time. And I'm like, all right, NCAA qualifier. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh my God. Like Noah Adams, who's one of my like super close friends, was ranked second in the country at the time. And me were the qualifiers. My record again is like seven and twenty. Um and uh I'm, you know, kind of celebrating. My girlfriend flew in all the way from West Virginia and my mom wow. all the way to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, we're at this sushi restaurant, and uh, Flynn calls me, and he's like, hey. I was like, what? He's like, uh, the the number one seed who, the number one seed goes to and out at the tournament. He's like, he wants to wrestle you for the true eighth spot. And I was like, uh, uh, I mean, uh, what? And he's like, I'm telling them you're not doing it. We're going to go to a vote, this, that, and the other. And it came down to the point, like, Flynn came in my... They do a, a vote. Right before they do the vote, Flynn comes in my hotel room, and he's like, do you want to wrestle him? And I was like, I was like, I mean, I'm not... Like, I'm not a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's definitely going to beat me, but, like, I'm going to go out on my yeah. sword. And he's like, all right, well, like, worse comes to worse. Are you sure? And I was like, 100%. Like, I'm not going to forfeit and hope because there was a shot like if i forfeited i might be able to argue with the right, seating right criteria right. or whatever i was like no nah, i'm gonna wrestle him and that's then, crazy so they do a vote uh between all the teams it's big 12 it ties 6-6 six, six. <laughs> and uh the commissioner i i think what happened was the dude for the commission the big 12 was like this kid's seven and twenty can't have in, him in- we're gonna let him in the ncaa <laughs> tournament but I mean, yeah, no. So it ends up tying. I end up ha- having to wrestle the number one seed, who was like damn near undefeated the whole year. Um, at the uh, like, but I I wrestled him on the stage, like right before the first place matches. Like it was so like out of pocket. Like, mm-hmm. It was so weird. Like people are coming in for the first place matches. Like it starts at six o'clock. We're wrestling at. Are we wrestled off at five forty five? Ugh. And the worst part so about wild. it is that dude was gonna get into the tournament anyway. Yeah because of the way the NCAAs works, like, he's still getting in. And the dude, so he gets in, he got ninth, technically. And the dude that got 10th got in, and I got 8th, and I didn't. I don't get it. I don't follow this at all. I'm yeah, not no, it like makes no this. sense. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, they, it, like, so, like, the first, like, headline I ever got was, like, kid gets screwed out in NCAA <laughs> wrestling That's tournament. You. Ben Askren. That's you. Ben nice. Askren was talking about it the week after. Funny thing is, the tournament never even happened, so... Screw that kid. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> is he fighting? Did you follow him? Does he fight he, now? No, no oh. he's in his like eighth year. Um, Sounds like me in college. Yeah, no, he's in his like, I mean, COVID, man. Uh, but That's yeah, true, no, yeah. He, yeah, he's he's still doing good. He's All-American like the year after, but I mean, nice. he was a good guy, like good wrestler, but I don't know what he was thinking that day. That's nuts, man. I mean, that's unfortunate, but I'm sure like... The learning experiences were like that story's better yeah. than whatever would have happened. Yeah, that's I true. I, yeah. I mean, having the credential NCAA qualifier, what what it probably would have done would have probably satisfied me because I was not a. I wasn't supposed to make that far. Yeah, right. I wasn't. Right. So I probably would be like, oh, I'm an NCAA qualifier, but I got so close and didn't accomplish it mm-hmm. that it was like. Like, you were never considering it, but then when it was right there, you're like, oh, yeah, I really want that now. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, I would, like that was always the goal when I got to college. It was like, all right, make the NCAA tournament. Go, yeah, yeah. go wrestle in the, the big dance, right? Yeah, go, that's go, sweet. Go perform at the, the big tournament. And, uh, like, I, then my junior and senior year, it was like, all right, 
prove that you mm-hmm. you belong. And I I think if I would have wrestled my junior and senior year, I would have. I I think I would have qualified. I think I would have done decent. Uh, I w- I got just insanely better between my sophomore and junior year because that that Big Twelve thing kind of lit a fire under my ass. Sure. Um, but I think with what happened to me my junior and senior year brought me to fighting because like I a I realized like I am good enough mm-hmm. and b I realized like like I still have more in me so right. I was like all right I I'm I'm gonna transition into fighting which really wasn't the plan I mean it kind of just happened yeah. When you come right into fighting, were you kind of like a wrestler learning how to fight, or did you have like this scrappy fighting instinct already? Uh, I definitely, uh, if you ask my teammates, definitely have the scrappy fighting. I've, I've probably gotten the most fights in the wrestling room of anybody that's ever wrestled at my high school or my college. Nice. I just kind of like have that like edge. I, just that, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It, like I'm, I feel like I'm very like chill and nonchalant but like when we're we're competing it's like i i feel like a lot of people aren't willing to go there and i was always willing (laughs) so yeah i mean i guess i always had that little fighting instinct like i i grew up and ufc was like i go like i said i'm a huge ohio state fan but i mean and I, i like football a lot but like ufc was my like i was playing with with ufc action figures i wasn't playing with like spider-man and i had i had like uh rashad evans uh i had a, a mark coleman action figure i still have it that that's one, freaking actually. nuts does he DSP. know that i'm assuming he knows you he have did, one. he was showing me it uh because he was signing them and he had them in the like the box and stuff mm-hmm. and, and uh he was showing it to me one day right before we, we drew, drove up the strong style and i was like i have that in my room that's because so i found it after i met him and he started becoming like my actual coach and we're like right me and mark are pretty close now mm-hmm. uh and like that's one where it's like that's Dude, dude like you were like i had your action figure when i was a kid now i text you That's yeah odd. is that was there ever a starstruck move because like you said being a huge ufc fan now you got matt brown and mark coleman in your corner like uh, kind of crazy kind kind of a star I, every once in a while like i'll have these moments in my life where i like look around and i'm like what the hell is happening right now uh, the first one ever happened to me when I wrestled at Oklahoma State, and I look over. I just got thrown on my back in the Oklahoma State, like Stillwater, the packed ass arena, small mat, cheerleaders on the mat, ride them cowboy, like it's just going crazy. <laughs> and I look over and I see John Smith in the other corner, and like in the back of my head, I was like, dude, what the? That's fuck? Nuts. What are you doing here? That's nuts. But the other moment was me and Josh. Uh, and this is out of practice. It's just me and Josh. We used to get there at like 10 on days that like 10 a.m. And we would just scrap and Mark would come in. And I don't know what Mark did that day or day before, but he decided that or how many Red Bulls he drank <laughs> that day. But he decided me and Josh were doing like a 30 minute grind fight. Like just we were just going to scrap. Oh, damn. and like where <laughs> I'm like kind of me and Josh are just going and like Coleman's yelling at me, and I hear him start yelling "ground and pound," and like in the back of my head, oh, in the back of my sick. head, I had the second the second time in my life, I was like, "What?" <laughs> going on right now? Mark Coleman is telling me to yeah, ground and pound like, right now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Dude, now, that's sick. Now that I I don't have too many like starstruck moments, uh, but that is that's definitely one where it's like, "What?" Yeah, as you continue 
continue your MMA career, like who is a fighter that you would love to spar with? Like who would be your dream sparring session? Dream sparring session. So, my, all right, I like this question because I grew up. I was a huge TJ Dillashaw fan. All right. Um, uh, I actually was a huge TJ Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt fan, Oof. which we talked about. Yeah, before I remember talking about that. Yeah. Um, it, which is cool because now I, I work with Bob Meese a little bit mm-hmm. on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would love to work with Cody. The Stingray. Yeah, I love him, dude. He's such his a jab guy. is. A thing of beauty. He yeah, has he, an artistic he'll like, he'll jab. Like shows. Have you ever seen the videos of Tyson? Like when he's in his fifties and he like does his shadow boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that, and I'm like, dude, his, he's yeah. like a little like he's just like so he's so legit. fast and scrappy. He's I'm got like, that what? fast twitch like crazy, yeah. dude. Uh, I would say either of those two. Um, uh, I can't, I can't pick anybody that's still in the UFC because I think I'm gonna end up fighting them. Nice. I, I like I legitimately think I'm gonna end up fighting them, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay old school. As far as sparring sessions, I don't know if I'd want to spar with Frankie Edgar, but I would I would love to fight Frankie yeah, Edgar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dominic Cruz would probably be a fun one, just because like picking his brain would be fun um, for sure. You yeah. guys have a really similar build at 135, you and Dom, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I get a lot of... Oh, Max Holloway is my favorite fighter, and he's 145, so I can guess see I that. can say him. Max Holloway is my, my favorite. Max and O'Malley, like now, yeah. were like the two guys that like almost got me back into the sport. Nice. Yeah, so um, Max Max would be sick. Why were you falling out of love with the sport? You say like it. I was just so I just get so busy. I get so uh, caught okay. up in wrestling that like right. I don't have any time. To, I mean, I would I was always like up to date, and like a new. Sure, sure. I knew what was going on, but like, I think uh, I think Holloway's rise was really cool, and then that started to get me back in, and then I started uh, watching O'Malley's like podcast or something. Mm-hmm. Might have been on like Joe Rogan, like. I think he was yeah. 2018 or sure. something, and that got me into it. And okay. then I watched him like I was like this little skinny white boy. I was like I'm a skinny. White <laughs> I can guy. relate. Yeah. I was like I was like, oh. and then I watched him just take off and like end up being like. That's like, awesome. Now he's number one in the world. I'm like, what? Is but, he getting the title shot? Did they confirm that? I don't. I don't think he should. Danny Palm. I don't think he is. It's not confirmed, but. Okay. He shouldn't fight. He shouldn't fight Aljo. If he you was, don't think, I think he should fight Chio again. Ooh. I think he should fight Cheeto again. I think he should fight Cheeto again. Henry and Aljo should fight. Winner goes to 145 because Aljo doesn't want to stay at 135. Aljo wants Marab at 135. Right, exactly. That's true. Henry wants to go to 145 and fight Volkanovski. Mm, I like that. But I what like about, him. say, say O'Malley beats Aljamain and then he do Cheeto versus O'Malley for two for the belt. Yeah, I, I mean that's an option. I just don't. I I think I think even O'Malley might have said that's the worst matchup on earth. Like TJ was arguably worse. Maybe TJ doesn't offensively wrestle that much, right, and I right. could see TJ falling into a striking battle. Mm-hmm. Aljo's gonna wrestle you, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know really necessarily how great O'Malley's grappling is, but Aljo takes your back. It's game over. Dude, Aljo, his grappling, I haven't seen a bantamweight grapple like that. Like I, I knew Aljo was gonna be the champ early. Yeah. I knew Aljo was gonna be the champ before before he fought Cody uh or Corey Sanhagen. And then as soon as he he tapped Corey Sanhagen, I was like, Oh, he's one hundred percent it just made stylistically mm-hmm. and this is something I said on I might have said it here. Like, you look at the Bantamweights, um, 
TJ Dillashaw had the best wrestling credentials, mm-hmm. and he was a NCAA qualifier twice, maybe. Yeah. Al Jermaine has the second best. That's why, like, I look at the Van and Weights, and I'm like, I have the best wrestling credentials. <laughs> like, technically, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's especially nuts. if TJ leaves. Like, that's that's, that's kind of cool. crazy. Yeah. I wonder why that is, why that weight class isn't just loaded with wrestlers like everybody else. Yeah, I don't know. Well, um, as far as, and, and this is a big thing that I think a lot of wrestlers don't realize, um, wrestling and MMA wrestling are not the same thing. Right. The best MMA wrestler of all time never put on a singlet, and that's yeah, George yeah. St. Pierre. Yep. He never put on a singlet. Um, Khabib arguably was the second best, and he was a, a Sambo. He wasn't like a traditional freestyle yeah. wrestler from what I know. So like, there's a big, big difference between the two that's super true yeah so i think i think a lot of wrestlers fall into the i'm well i'm a wrestler so i can go and for to a certain degree you can until you go against a high level guys um i think bellator has a lot of rest a lot more wrestlers um it seems like they target them intentionally i was kind of surprised like i i expected bo nickel to go to bellator honestly I love what Bo Nichols doing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I uh, that's somebody I I, I got to make my way out to to state college. I don't know how far away it is, but like I want to train. It's like two hours. Top team out there. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not bad, dude. It's actually a really easy drive too. Yeah, uh, but I love what Bo Nichols doing. Um, and I think to a certain extent, uh, like your striking can look better. If you have such a good wrestling background, because people are so scared you're gonna double leg Truth. them that you can throw that overhand right, yeah, or yeah. overhand left in his his case and and spark somebody and drop them, yeah, yeah. So I love what Bo Nickel's doing for the sport too. Like he's very well thought out. He's mm-hmm. intelligent and he he's right to the fact where he's like, I think he could compete for a title right now. Yeah, I think he could be. I think he becomes on or yeah. Nice. Yeah, I really do. I think. Izzy's the worst matchup in the division for him, so maybe not. But I, I do think Izzy's a bad matchup for everybody. <laughs> I agree. I Except think, for maybe Alex Pereira. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the only matchup that Izzy might lose. Um, but Bo Nickel would take Alex Pereira down and, right. and ground and pound him and beat the crap out of him. Yeah. It's an interesting thought, man. I like I always like watching wrestlers transition, especially when they do like for you, like showing off your striking a lot. It's always exciting to know. This guy's doing this, but this isn't even his strength. Like this isn't even what you would be as a pro, like yeah. you said. Which is why I love well, I love it. I have a huge love-hate relationship with the novice rules, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like I mean, I don't have the ground and pound taking down ground and pound option, but it does it does make you like it makes you better. Sure. So like when you, I was presented with those and I wanted to fight for you guys cuz Ethan Hayes told me he was like dude, they're a good promotion these guys and and I was like, all right, well, I want to fight for them. I ended up ended up moving to Pittsburgh right after, so it worked out really well. But I was like, ah, well, these rules kind of suck. <laughs> and Ethan's like, ah, oh, dude, it might be better for you because like you you're gonna work on this stuff. I was like, oh, so true, man. Okay. That's, That's forty chess right there. Yeah, yeah. So like. Yeah, I'm out here. I'm out here playing chess, dude. As an amateur, that's checkers. the game. Like you're here for the experience. You're here to get ready for your pro career. It doesn't matter if you go two and three or five and zero. Oh, like you reset at zero oh and zero oh when you turn pro. Yeah, I mean, ideally, it's like uh, I wrote down my goals at the beginning of uh, like in January. And number one was graduate college, and check. I I checked that one off. Uh, I want to. I one was win a. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu tournament, which I did like in May, as soon as I got off that hamstring yeah, injury. Yeah. 
and I was like, oh, sick. So I wanted, I want to win like a one at, at like black belt nogi, which I, that's I, a goal right there, man. Yeah, I love that. I think that's gonna be next. That might be next year. I think I could, I could do it. Um, and then three uh, zero was nice. the other goal. Nice. Uh, and I'm on my way there. Just got to get a fight in December. Um, in in reality, I wrote down three fights, right? Yeah. Because uh, I wouldn't. I mean, you you've been the matchmaker. I was asking for the one nobody wanted. Like I was asking for the people nobody wanted to fight. Right. Right. For a reason, because I want to be challenged. And then uh, 2023 is gonna be like, it's gonna be me taking the hardest fights in the country at AMI nice. before I go pro. Yeah, you're easy. You're hard to match because of your credentials and your skill level. And now that you have tape out there, it's not helping matters. Yeah. But you're easy to match on the fact that you will just fight anybody that makes yeah, sense. If the they only say people yes, I've like, ever said no to were, uh, I knew I was going to move to Pittsburgh. You offered me Miguel, yeah, who's yeah. like ironically one of my best friends now. Yeah. And Tim Bailey, who's like another one of my like really good training right. partners. It, those are the two people I've ever said. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And this was before he moved to Pittsburgh. To be fair, yeah. like for the cameras, I wasn't trying to yeah, go no, you teammate off- versus teammates. Yeah, though. you offered me Miguel, and I was like, I looked at Miguel's topology. I was like, this dude trains at every gym in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he really. That does. I was thinking about. I was yeah. I was between going to Stout and Factory, and I was like, I ended up at Stout. I still I go I cross train at Factory sometimes, but nice. I was like, okay, and then he also went to Tenth Planet Newark, which I knew people. I texted my boy and he's like, "Hey, I'm not gonna lie, that's a that's a tough fight, and also you're gonna train with them." He's like, yeah. "You guys would be way better off as training partners." And thank God I did not take that fight because Miguel would have sparked me. Dude, Miguel's a savage. He's so talented. He's so yeah. talented. I've been trying to get him on one of our cards for a long time, so I was very happy that we locked it down for the last one. Yeah, Miguel's the best amateur fighter in the country at 135. Dude, no doubt in my mind. He just said it. I know. I know I mean, I, I've been around, and I've trained with people on the other sides of the country. So Miguel's there. Dang. His record's super deceiving. Um, Miguel's probably going to be pro mid-next year, I, mm-hmm. I hope. I mean, I think he could. I think he, he knocks knocks out a couple of these these next couple fights. Yeah. And, like, the thing about Miguel is he's super well-rounded. Right. So well-rounded. That's what we always hear about him. Like, his boxing's a problem, but if you take him down, his jiu-jitsu is arguably a bigger problem. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, did you watch? I mean, you watched his last fight. (laughs) That was 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 the first fight I actually watched, like, like in person in in my life. And I was super close to the cage. Mm. And it was was Miguel. And as soon as he locked up that triangle and transitioned to armbar, it was, was like, so nice. As soon as he took so the dude perfect. down, I was like, oh, this kid's about this to, is a problem. Yeah. This kid's going to drown here. Yeah. He's yeah. fighting a... I don't, know, I don't know. I'll say it. He's fighting... Oh, it doesn't say who it is, but he's fighting... We haven't announced the fight yet. I almost just said it. Yeah. His next fight's against the BJJ Brown belt. Okay. So that's... Uh, I'm excited for that. Like yeah, well, Miguel's Golden Glove champion. <laughs> just throwing that out there. I'm just going to keep that... I like it, though. It's a really good matchup for both of them. It really is a great fight. I th- I'm excited for Miguel, like... Just having him in our cage for sure. That's a guy that I just like. He's all, such a good guy. Too. Yeah. Have you yeah, ever met exactly. his dad? I mean, his no, dad I never this met, weekend. I didn't nice dad. dude in the world. Nice. I could see that. Yeah. No. He uh, Miguel is a super good guy. I love like the like my relationship with him is awesome because like we're super good training partners now and like I have what he needs and he has what I need nice. so we, we could not be better. And uh, Josh Pereira, my my yeah. like old training partner in a way i mean he's still one of my best friends mm-hmm. text him every day 
but like he was a big striker and I was a wrestler and like me and Josh just kind of like yeah just went back and forth and we helped each other so much so I kind of have that relationship with Miguel now that's sick like a similar I love that yeah it's perfect I mean it worked, worked out really well so thank god we didn't fight <laughs> yeah for real man so for you like being in Pittsburgh I remember when you first moved you said something like your girlfriend might move a lot with work is that still the plan or are you yeah, here dude. for a while well, we don't know yet. So, That's yeah, it's, yeah, dude, it sucks. Uh, so she is moving locations. If she moves, uh, it's random. Like, it, I don't know. I think we'll yeah. find out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, if she moves to Erie, I think I'm going to stay here, uh, possibly live with Miguel, uh, and train in Stout um, in some capacity. If she moves to Texas, I'm going to have to say bye to Pittsburgh for a little bit. <laughs> That's sad. But yeah, I might be able That's to sad. Get, book, book a flight for a fight. Yeah, there we go. We'll, sure. we'll still book you, bro. We'll but yeah, you. no, I, uh, I mean, they got Fury down there. They got promotions down there. There's so obviously. I, ideally, um, I fight for you guys like December. Yeah. February. And then, um, I mean, maybe, maybe for a belt eventually. And then, you know, maybe defend that once. Fight for Fury and CFFC. Nice. Um, ideally, I get three to four next year mm-hmm. and then when the calendar flips i'm pro pro that's a good map dude yeah i like that yeah you, did I, you write that down do you always write down your goals uh, i'm gonna uh, i'll write them down in january i guess okay. i i, I kind of like the i a, a weird thing with the, the whole fighting game is like you're so invested in one date like you guys told me i got my fight booked when probably august yeah i had a like a long time for this one yeah this one opponent, was he never way, changed yep and uh, I had the date and the the opponent, and it's like, all right, that day comes. Wait, what's next? <laughs> right. It's like it's like you have the week of celebrating and everything, and then or having right fun, it, yeah. and, and it's just like, all right, well, what's next? Yeah, like, now yeah. I'm looking for a date, hopefully in December, and it's just like, all right, well, then we sit down, we write write down our goals. I do want to. Uh, I'm gonna do the high rollers uh, wrestling tournament in there Jan- January because <laughs> they're doing a wrestling tournament. And like I Stout's said, that's all sick. about that life. Yeah, my wrestling tournament, my wrestling career did not end. My my I can't have my last match be me walking out with a torn hamstring, dude. That's yeah, um, yeah. So I'm gonna do. I might do the high rollers wrestling tournament in January. <laughs> um, and uh, but a big thing for me is I am not fighting in January. Yeah, I want yeah. Christmas. And New Year's with my family and my girl, because I have not had Christmas cookies, <laughs> and I have not eaten Christmas dinner since I was in sixth grade. So oh, that's nuts. If any promoter tries to book me after December 17th, I am saying absolutely no. <laughs> 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 didn't even have to cue yeah. that one. He was just on the yeah. ball. Yeah. Dude, I didn't even know I this just my ignorance i didn't even know high rollers did wrestling tournaments it's their first one. Oh, it is it's yeah the no okay. i saw it and i uh i don't know if you know how big of a fan of wrestling mike wilkins is oh yeah dude the biggest. oh yeah yeah dude i didn't the know that until like a couple days ago you'll ever meet yeah the biggest wrestling nerd they've ever and i i like tagged him in and i was like bro i'm in yeah i was like let's do this and mike like hit me up he's like bro we got it we, 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 like and, is yeah. mike doing it I don't know. I think he should. He should, bro. He's a savage. Yeah, dude. I, I honestly, I, this is the the capital of the wrestling world. Yeah, Pittsburgh. It's true. We got to go out there and we got to represent. Got to represent Steel City for right? sure, man. This is the this is the best wrestling city, the best wrestling state in the entire yeah. country, 
if not the world. So we got to go out to Vegas and, and represent. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to do that. Looking at fighting, and whenever you guys put on an event in early 2023, you guys know any? Oh yeah. Any ideas on that? Still working on February, so April 15th is confirmed though. So we know April 15th at the latest will be off our first, but we want a February yeah. as well. Ideally, February would be yeah. perfect for me. And then I, my, my brother um got engaged, so I got to figure out his wedding. That's kind of important. Yeah, a little it's bit. Yeah. super important. We uh, <laughs> so I, I probably won't fight a, a like a two weeks before that, just yeah. in case I get banged up, or a month after because I'm gonna yeah be in be in fun mode yeah. for a little while. Yeah, you gotta live that one up, man. Yeah, no, yeah, I I'm I'm excited. 2023 is gonna be a fun year. 2022 is definitely the best year I've ever had. 2021 yeah. was the one, best one before that. So that's the goal. Yeah, always make next keep, year better than yeah, the last, right? It's awesome, man. Oh yeah, man. Well, it's been cool to watch your climb for sure. You know, we're honored to have your first two fights and hopefully your third fight coming up for us. Your career is taken off for sure. Like the UFC.com article, like that was. Did dude, that surprise you that they did that, dude? I didn't know they were going to at all. It that was so weird. I think. So that happened after we had our first talk, right? Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, I signed with Sucker Punch when, when I had my torn hamstring. It was literally like two weeks after. Mm-hmm. I signed with Sucker Punch, um, which I think was a, a good move, you know, uh, and I think it's really going to pay off here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and the UFC Fight Pass article came from that, and I'm still in contact with the guy that wrote that. Nice. He sent, like, the video of me kind of piecing that dude up him taking me down and me doing the Granby to yeah, yeah. fury and so oh sick so like as far as amateurs into next year like i i have ties into fury i have a lot of ties that came from that but that article was like such a surprise to me he yeah. called me we talked on the phone for like 40 minutes and i was like what and like i i got i was walking to class and i look at my instagram dms and i like go to like general primary general and then like the the little plus one yeah, yeah hit yeah. the plus one it says ufc fight fight pass and i was like what i was like this has to be fake i click on it <laughs> and i saw the like verification and like it's ufc i was like bro what <laughs> that's yeah, wild i'm oh no <laughs> yeah that was the craziest part was like you hadn't fought yet yeah when that and i wasn't out. like a like i'm not a bow nickel i'm not a rby and that yeah, yeah. that was the big thing for him he was like he was like, you made it evident that you were going to fight after you're done done with that's college sick. wrestling. And he was like, and that's kind of what we want because I went to NCAAs last year and I was talking to all these guys. Would they fight? Would they not? And they were all like, maybe. And you were like, and I was, yeah, I am. I yeah. already know I am. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I looked on at social media and I was like, oh, this kid's definitely going to fight. Yeah. But I think there's a new wave of guys that are, and you guys have had it with Caden Cassidy, where who's also a sucker punch, by the way. Um, uh, like guys that are kind of fighting in amateurs while they're in their wrestling career. Yeah, and it takes a certain coach to allow that. Right. But uh, you know James Lido. I was just gonna say him. Yeah, yeah. he's the other one. Uh, Brett Whit- Whitman, who is he wrestles at Clarion. He's with uh Gear actually. Nice. So like, it, I think there's um that that wave of guys that start transitioning about halfway through is going to be better than the wave that we had where it's like I, totally I wrestled agree. all six yep. years and then now i'm 24 and i'm gonna yep. learn how to throw a punch it's like no i've already been learning that in the off season and now i'm exactly. ready to go yeah you can tell a big difference man 
yeah, you, you look at where you're going to be having a conversation with James Leto ne- this time next year, and he's going to yeah. be 4 0, and yeah. it's going to be the exact same thing. I can't wait. Yeah, James is. He's such a stud. Yeah, he's he's a gangster. Yeah, dude. Caden Cassidy got a knockout win in his first. <laughs> I didn't see his. Like, yeah, I, I didn't. I never watched his fight. He's. Oh. I, I, is he, he, it's on our site. Well, all of our fights are on stream247live.com for all the 247 fighting championships footage. That Caden Cassidy fight's on there, obviously. Dude, yeah. Yeah, Caden's, Caden's it was a nasty. killer. It was From, nasty. I, his wrestling. He's, oh, he's, yeah. Like, he's young, though. Mm-hmm. He's only a sophomore. I think he's a sophomore. Yeah. Maybe redshirt. That's my guess. Sophomore. Danny Palm probably knows better than us. Do you know off the top of your head? So I think eligibility wise, he might still be a freshman. Okay. Yeah, he might be a redshirt. There you go. In my COVID year, and then that's how it works now. That's dude. Crazy, I only yeah. use. I'm only 22, <sighs> and like, I, there there's kids that are still wrestling in college. My my roommate is like from last year, Killian Cardinal. I think he turns 25 like next week. And that's he's still nuts. wrestling. That's nuts. Yeah, I mean, COVID jacked everything up where that's concerned. Yeah, I'm sure it didn't have the best impact on you. I don't know how long you guys were out, but like. Yeah. COVID kind of messed everybody up, kind of gave everybody a reason. And I look at the fighters, I mean, talk about a good time to join fighting. Like, everybody hasn't fought for, like, two years. So it's yeah. like, like their records aren't too, like, like I'm not missing out. Like, it was, exactly. there's a way bigger pool now than there yep. would have been. Yep, for sure. people didn't get those fights out of the way yep. to get end up being pro. So the pool's huge right now so yeah it's a perfect time to join that's a good point fighting. ryan has we'll, we'll save the covid story but there's definitely a good 247 covid story and ryan I, ryan's got to tell it just because he was there i wasn't even with the company at all oh, at that when point did you, when did you join almost exactly a year ago okay. like a year and two months at this point something like that okay okay but yeah so like the day the world shut down whatever it was march like 20th whatever that was it was it was march seventh because i was in the airport from on the way back from big 12s and my birthday is also march 9th oh yeah that's crazy that rough yeah i remember those dates yeah. perfectly so there was a 247 show scheduled for the saturday when all the regulations came down yeah it sounds about right yeah so they literally canceled the event after this was after way in after everything and then they were like sorry you can't have a show yeah it would have been march 7th would have been friday march 8th would have been the saturday yeah. and march 9th was a Sunday. I was at the airport on my there birthday on the way back from Big 12. So nice. Not sure if I qualified for NCAAs or not. <laughs> like still I mean, I just wondering. Yeah, I'm still I'm still a little bit salty. You guys that. should let Luke. He probably still doesn't know. Like, has anybody told you whether yeah. or not when you qualified? This tournament? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been staying in shape. He's ready to go. When are we having this tournament? <laughs> oh, nice. That was, that was the best one. Did he cricketed me. Daddy Palm just cricketed me. Damn. That's probably my sign to get get out of here. We've yeah, taken up sure. enough of your time, man. Yeah, I appreciate you stopping in, bro. I hope you like the studio. Dude, it's the sick to get you in here. The studio's sick. I feel like like I'm on Joe Rogan Experience. That's good. That's what we want to do. You know, we want to be the the Joe Rogan Experience of Pittsburgh minus getting canceled. So we'll work yeah. on that. Hey, you ain't, you ain't too canceled right now. Nah, dude. Joe, Joe, I still like Joe Rogan a lot. Rogan. Say, you yeah, guys okay. do just about everything the best. Like Thanks, man. The events, everything. This is perfect. Super professional. So Thanks, I appreciate dude. You guys. It means a lot to us. And we appreciate guys like you, too, always signing the contract, getting in there, putting on a show, man. We know Lucas Siebert fight's not going to be boring. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bro. Well, yeah. we look forward to the next one. Any uh, 135, 140, 145 even out there who wants wants a piece of this, hit us up. He's looking to fight, wants to sign something. Yeah. We'll get it done. In December. In December. 
Let's go.